You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironwood. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. It's almost here, that time where we ramp up the content here, leading you in to the 2022 NFL season here. It's a bit of a quiet time. We're waiting for camps to open. So we want to continue our series breaking down all 32 teams. We're almost done with our current division, the NFC West. Then we're going to flip it over to the AFC, go east-west, alphabetical order by team in each division there. We're on the San Francisco 49ers. So if you missed any of the previous shows, we're down to the 49ers and Seahawks to talk about the NFC. So 14 other shows are up, so check those out here as we... Try to uh, break down what's going on with these teams while they're not doing anything and answer the three biggest fantasy football questions. We'll do that with the 49ers, and as we've done in the past, we'll focus a little bit on quarterback, a little bit on the running game and uh, backfield receiving options, and then turn our attention to wideout and, if needed, tight end there. So we'll answer those three as best we can here for the 49ers on today's show. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. We are free and available to you on all platforms. All right, let's answer the big question for the 49ers. They have a massive question. And this is a two-parter here. Will Trey Lance be the undeniable starting quarterback come week one? And what is his fantasy football upside here with the starting job in San Francisco? So let's get the easy part of this question out of the way. Everything is pointed to Kyle Shanahan and this offensive coaching staff starting Trey Lance. they got to see what this kid has. He's the number three overall pick from last year. They traded up to get him. He's on his rookie deal. Jimmy Garoppolo, that's a different story. they got to see if they can move his contract here. He's at $26.9 million against the cap. If they move him, they would save $25.5. So everything points to the fact that they probably should move Jimmy Garoppolo. The question is, how are they going to do it? Can they eat some money? Can they get him to restructure, take a pay cut, and move him that way? But however you look at it, even if Garoppolo shows that his shoulder is okay and throws again, he had the surgery in March, Trey Lance is going to be your 49er starting quarterback in 2022. they got to see what the kid has, and they drafted him because of the higher ceiling than Garoppolo. Garoppolo has a pretty high floor. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's been to an, another NFC Championship game, so... When you break all that down here for the 49ers, he's given them all that he can. But now it's time to see what Trey Lance, the rookie, has as, well, really, essentially rookie. Played a little bit last year when Garoppolo was hurt. But see what he has here in year two, becoming the full-time starting quarterback for the 49ers with his upside passing and running. We know last year he was pretty raw. He had that time off from North Dakota State where he didn't play at a showcase game, but didn't get that regular action in college football. So he needed to be redshirt last year. Made a lot of sense. He was very young, still learning the game and making that transition from pro to NFL. He had the COVID-19 fallout as well. So everything points to Trey Lance starting now and the 49ers are going to have confidence in him. They're not going to have a fallback plan and pay a lot of money for Garoppolo to be the number two. Garoppolo is going to stick around. He's going to have to take a big pay cut there with a restructure that will help the 49ers ultimately 
lock up Debo Samuel with a long-term contract extension where while Lance is on the rookie deal, they can afford to pay Debo Samuel top of the market wide receiver money. So now let's focus on Trey Lance, what he can do on the field here for the 49ers. Now, I think there's two guys that we're watching very carefully among the second-year quarterbacks. No, it's not Trevor Lawrence. He's adjusting to a new offense there with Doug Peterson and Jacksonville. Zach Wilson has some upside with the Jets and that Michael Floor offense, but it's resetting the table after he was hurt last year and they've added a lot of new weapons. We're going to focus on the guy again that has the cheat code with the running ability and has all the weapons. It's Trey Lance. If Justin Fields had better weapons, we'd be looking at him as well, but the trust has to be in that coaching staff, the new Bears offensive uh, system there, can they really unleash Justin Fields where you feel that the 49ers would do that, Kyle Shanahan. But one thing to keep in mind is Garoppolo finished as a QB 17 last year. That's an overall scoring. So there's quite a bit of a ground that Lance has to make up. Maybe the running ability will do it. Maybe throwing downfield and getting a few more touchdowns will do it. As well as rushing for a few more touchdowns will do it to put him in the QB1 conversation. So it might surprise some people that Garoppolo was a pretty solid QB2 when healthy last season. So that's good news. And Lance did get a chance to run and make things happen with his feet in the limited action, namely that Texans game last year in 2021. So Trey Lance is going to run. They're going to add that element. That's something that's been missing They've got so much versatility from George Kittle lining him up at different spots, Kyle Juszczyk at fullback, here Debo Samuel, that hybrid player, being the center of it all, that Lance is going to be used in many ways. The 49ers' point here with Chinahan is to keep people off their toes, have it run-oriented, which helps there with Elijah Mitchell, expected to be the feature back, and we'll get into him in their next segment. But looking at... Lance, he's going to play off the running game, which is a run-heavy team. Very good offensive line, anchored by Trent Williams, the best left tackle in the game. You're still very strong, even minus Lake and Tomlinson. So great offensive line, good running game to play off of. Good weapons in Samuel, Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, and others, including Juwan Jennings, who I think will have a nice bigger role here for them this year. So looking at Trey Lance, definitely has QB1 appeal. He just has to bump up five spots from Garoppolo, and again, rushing and rushing production and scoring will be pretty critical here to what Trey Lance can do. So he's green, but the system is great, the weapons are great, the protection is good, the running support is good, where he can play off of that with his own legs. So really excited to see what Trey Lance can do, unleash him, and that's why they got him. To be an upgrade of a Garoppolo, you wouldn't have done that with a veteran who had been to a Super Bowl and capable of taking them to another one last year unless you knew you could uh, hit it out of the park. And Trey Lance is that type of talent, I believe. And the 49ers are an excellent team to tap into that with Shanahan. All right, we will get into the running back, big running back question there for the 49ers in our next segment. But I do have to remind you that Bilt Bar is always coming out with new flavors from the people invented healthy and tasty. Built comes to you the latest gift to your taste buds you probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar but guess what your friends of built have given us the coconut brownie chunk puff as well to really turn it upside down and the puff treatment is awesome that's right the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in one percent real chocolate package it's like a fluffy cloud of chocolate and coconut brownie goodness but stop drooling and listen they're good for you low calorie low sugar high protein and all delicious coconut brownie 
Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going to be gone fast because they taste amazing. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Get something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs, of course, they taste amazing, but you can also enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They're the perfect treat, perfect when you've got a craving you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you just need a quick healthy snack, they are an excellent go-to source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet, brownie flavor, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie Built Puffs right now. And then go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15. All right, we will continue our look at the 49ers, three biggest and key fantasy questions here for 2022 ahead of uh, training camp and preseason with a look at the running backs. And right now, the leader to be the big touch guy for Kyle Shanahan, and keep in mind, this is something similar to his father, Mike, going back to the Broncos days. They had Terrell Davis, but then you had guys like Ruben Drones, Mike Anderson, Orlandis Gary, these type of people were recycled throughout Tatum Bell. And they had one guy touch the ball quite a bit. And that's what's happened with the 49ers. Check out the Kyle Shanahan era here. Last four years, uh, before Mitchell led the league in rush, or led the team in rushing last season, you had Jeff Wilson Jr., Raheem Mostert, Matt Breida, Carlos Hyde. So this team is always changing its running back situation because they can plug and play a lot. The zone blocking scheme, the offensive line sets it up. They're so athletic that you, most running backs with that juice and patience to wait for their blocks are going to have success on this team. So it's more about finding the types of running backs that fits. That's why they don't invest a lot of the money back. So Mostert is gone. They didn't bring him back here. He's now uh, trying to resurrect his career elsewhere. His knee injuries just caught up to him. But it's interesting that Tyrion Davis-Price, the rookie out of LSU, is right now listed as their number two in the depth chart. Jeff Wilson Jr. is third. Remember Trey Sermon? We hyped him up last year thinking he was going to be the guy. Then Sermon disappointed in camp and preseason. Got in the doghouse of Shanahan. Then suddenly the pivot was to the other rookie, Elijah Mitchell. So Tyrion Davis-Price enters the mix to confuse things even more without Mostert. Again, Breida long gone out of this mix, but Wilson is still hanging around, and he's the guy that can lead the team in rushing just as recently as 2022 because of injuries. Sermon, you can't rule him out. He could easily have a nice camp and get back and really be trusted by the 49ers coaching staff if he's matured a little bit in year two, and he's a little bit of a bigger back. Elijah Mitchell is a bit frail. Can he hold up for that many key touches? They saw that in a lot of games last year, but for now, I would side the question really to ask is, can you trust Elijah Mitchell as the 49ers feature back? Yes, you can to a degree. And it's a little bit more defined than last year because we had Mostert and Wilson injury-prone guys that were there. Sermon seemed like the upside guy based on where he was reality drafted ahead of Mitchell, but Sermon disappointed there. But now Mitchell is established as a back that had success last year. But Wilson, it's a revolving door, and we do want to pay attention to Davis Price there in the camp competition, see what kind of reps he gets. Does he get to second team behind Mitchell? Because then he'd be the upside guy that you would put in as your rough handcuff. Because you've seen Wilson, he's limited. He can have some big touchdown games, but you figure with Davis Price in the mix that Wilson is more relegated to that number three that he's on the depth chart as now. 
Um, Sermon is going to have to work his way up. So for now, you have to trust that Elijah Mitchell is going to be the guy. And we know the 49ers running game, whoever's the healthy guy, that's been really the only issue. They've been dealing with a lot of durability issues. Definitely had that with Wilson, Mostert, and Breida, which is why they added two more backs in Mitchell and Sermon and another back again in Davis Price this year. So it's tough. The 49ers like to collect offensive skill players, whether they're running backs, quarterbacks. We saw they also drafted Brock Purdy this year. So that's what Shanahan does. He likes to have those array of guys and options. So with reluctance, we're going to endorse Elijah Mitchell as a strong RB2 here, but you got to watch the situation to see who might be the guy who gets the touches if Mitchell should break down. Keep in mind, he missed time last year as well. So there's no injury-free guy, and they're not going to be totally married to someone if they are missing a game or two. They'll pivot to someone else for the game, and they're not going to mess with minor injuries and plug in someone in there for 25 touches. So something we're to watch, but we do feel semi-confident that Elijah Mitchell is going to be the guy, and he did plenty last year to prove it when he was on the field. He fit the zone blocking scheme really well. We thought that made him a sleeper in the system if he could get an opportunity, which he did over Sermon and all those injured veterans last year. So, so yeah, we have a young core of two second-year players, Trey Lance and Elijah Mitchell, playing off each other. It's exciting, and the potential is there in fantasy football for sure. Now, our last question will be centering around the wide receiver core, and we'll get into that in our final segment. Make sure you're checking out all the great shows here on the Lockdown Work. It is quiet in the NFL, but it's very active in NBA right now with uh, the Kevin Durant watch, Where Will He Go? Rudy Gobert has been on the move from the Jazz to Mavericks. Lockdown NBA are our team podcasts. They're going to keep track of all the moves, the fallout from them, and what moves still can be made here post-draft to improve these teams. So a lot to watch out for there as uh, teams try to line up and try to go after what you're looking for in trying to compete with the Warriors for an NBA title. So good stuff there. Check out our Locked On NBA network of shows as well as all our great shows on the Locked On NFL network, team-by-team national shows. We've got you covered here all throughout the season and offseason on Locked On Network. All right, it's time to close the show looking at what we have with the 49ers wide receivers, we know where they are tight end. So we'll set that aside. George Kittle has a new backup there, Tyler Croft. But the big question is, can Debo Samuel and Brian and Ayuk repeat their one-two punch from last season again this year with the transition to Trey Lance? Now, Debo Samuel, I don't know if he's going to get his enough carries, but that cuts into Mitchell a little bit. That's why we dropped Mitchell into RB2 status, because Samuel's there to get some touches out of the backfield. I don't think they'll totally wear him down. They are looking to pay him, and he wants a big contract here going forward. So I think you'll get uh, the Debo Samuel contract at some point, but there's going to be some parameters where if he maybe has some snaps as a running back hybrid or how much he should exactly get paid. But I don't think that'll hang over him. I think he's still going to be a big part of what they do. He's just too versatile, too important. The one thing you worry about, of course, is the durability, but Brandon Ayuk has those issues as well. So... Other than Cooper Cup, because of Debo Samuel's hybrid role, there was no wide receiver that was more valuable last year. So two guys from the same division. Samuel, it's impossible to keep up that dual threat ability, but he still can be a scoring machine. They can find ways to flip the ball to him in the red zone and get it done there. He can just be a traditional top receiver here and lance the big arm and more accurate, maybe can push it downfield so you get some of that made up for with those catches on the deep shot. So Debo Samuel, I... You can't 
duplicate a wide receiver two overall season. It's very difficult to say, but his role in the 49ers offense says he's going to be a wide receiver one no matter what. Top 12 score at the position. Yeah, that's a very reasonable expectation. So the answer is Debo Samuel is going to be wide receiver one. Is he going to be the second best to Cooper Cup or someone else? Probably not, but still going to return that really strong value for you in 2022. The thing we're going to watch is, again, are they going to force that hybrid role? I think they're going to do less of that this year if they trust Mitchell and there's a little bit more durability and depth at running back. So something to keep in mind, that's why you have to bump him down a little bit. Now Brandon Ayuk, it was very disappointing in many respects last season, but you saw Ayuk was still plugging away as a key target in the end in a lot of formats, uh, half point PPR, he finished inside the wide receiver threes, I would say in the top 36 in fantasy football receiving. So when you look at Ayuk, that's a really good finish given it didn't seem that way last year so there's some upside for sure and there's not much going on here in the 49ers receiving core George Kittle is your I'd say your 1A or 1B weapon with Samuel then IU comes in as your option number two behind those guys but really have dropped so Jawan Jennings is a player but I think he can help in certain places to pad Lance's stats passing but then you have Danny Gray you have Ray Ray McLeod then you have former Cowboy who had uh, flashes with Dak Prescott Malik Turner he's now in the back in the roster you've got some other guys gone such as uh, Richie James who are contributing in the mix here so looking at the 49ers uh, again it streamlined well to three players that's what we talk about a lot in fantasy football that's where you want that balance to be you want three key targets in the offense and maybe not more not less so you have somebody to deflect the coverage attention and spread it around between those three guys, but also not too many mouths of feed where they're spreading the ball around like nuts. So there's not that case, and Kittle also has his own durability issues. So that would lean towards Samuel and Ayuk getting more targets. Kittle is, seems inevitable to miss a little bit of time. But a drop-off at wide receivers suggests Samuel and Ayuk will be busy with Lance as they push the ball a little bit better downfield minus Garoppolo. So the wideouts will be helped, and playing off Kittle doesn't hurt, and also playing off the running game, and very good pass protection where you can push the ball downfield. All those things line up really well here to uh, keep Samuel Knight going. So Samuel drops down a little bit as a wide receiver one, but still right up there, just out of a reasonable regression. And then for Ayuk, he has the potential to fall right into the wide receiver twos if he's used properly, but I'm going to say he's still going to come through for us as a solid uh, wide receiver three, uh, even... More so than last season because it will be a little bit more reliable for the 49ers this year. So overall, looking at it, Trey Lance and Elijah Mitchell are going to be the centerpieces of this offense going forward. Then you have these uh, receivers there that can make a lot of noise. Debo is a second-round pick. Ayuk is a first-rounder. George Kittle, we know, is uh, an elite tight end. So having those weapons helps Lance and Mitchell. In the end, Kittle is an excellent blocker. You have Trent Williams, that rock of a left tackle as well. So... 49ers just have so much offensive potential and explosiveness because they're play calling, scheming, personnel, however you look at it, and it'll keep coming. I know they've lost some guys. They lost uh, Michael Floor. They lost uh, Mike McDaniel, but they have a lot of uh, special players here, and the Shanahan system works, and people are hiring from it for a reason, much like Sean McVay and the Rams tree really developing, branching out with Zach Taylor and Kevin O'Connell, so... Really good to see more offensive explosion from the best offensive teams in the league spread throughout the league. And the 49ers are a hub of that here with what they have weaponry-wise. Still continuing to have a lot of offensive skill in 2022. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of your 22, 22 49ers here. Uh, the key 
questions there. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. Now make your second listen to the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal break in the action. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and uh, we'll wrap up our look at all the NFC teams and their key questions tomorrow with our last team in the West, the Seattle Seahawks on deck.